0: Do you remember the first podcast you ever listened to?
1: Man, I, uh, that's going back some time. I'm trying to think it was probably, or, or the you know, year maybe. actually, I want to say it was, I don't know if, if it's such a thing, maybe 10 years ago, perhaps I would, uh, mow the lawn and listen to, I think oh. like Dave Ramsey back in the day, just, uh, try to get some, some financial literacy under my belt. And I, that was like, even before I even probably knew it was a podcast. How about um, you?
0: I, I have no idea. I, I was hoping I wasn't going to be asked that question back when I asked that. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Uh,
0: I, yeah. I feel like I am a, a late adopter in, you know, quote unquote podcasts. Um, but I've listened to media, I've listened to content for a very long time. Uh, I listen to a lot of things that people listen to as podcasts on YouTube. And I would say probably the first thing that I listened to on a podcast was something like Rich Roll. Uh, and that was probably 2013 time frame. He's a, a vegan triathlete that I don't know, is super popular in that world, but um, I don't know. I love to watch things at the same time. Um, so, so there's that. I don't yeah.
1: Like... My big thing is, is that I'm always on the go. I try to uh, sure. multitask as much as I can. And super excited about this guest our guest today because there's nothing more annoying to me than when I hear like an awesome nugget of information and then and I'm, I'm totally away from everything and I want to go back and find that piece of information and then I go back I find the episode and then I have to scrub forward scrub back and then by the time I actually find that information that I'm looking for I should have just listened to the whole stinking podcast all over again so paul welcome to the show from fathom
2: thank you for having me
1: yeah that solves that problem it uh it was super I, i continue to be impressed how you can just search something and then you can find that particular clip of information that you're looking for on a on a podcast
2: yeah i mean it's um uh, I, I think it's it's actually it's such a novel you know a, a novel new way of searching conversations um, you know that a, a lot of people when they think about searching podcasts they don't actually think about the capacity to search inside of it. And yeah um, yeah so it's it is it's something that uh, you know, t- today we've well, we found just you know as we were starting that search for podcasting has kind of been broken and in in many ways there's a, this whole other internet, and there's this whole other world of, of, of information. And um, that's kind of like locked away inside of a podcast audios. So is that because
0: the way that a piece of audio, the way that it was indexed before was not very indexable, I guess. And the same thing with like videos where because they're so long, there's just not a lot of, I don't know if indexable is actually a word, <laughs> but I feel I, like, I feel like back in the day, like even just producing stuff on, on, on YouTube, you know, and posting it up. It was like, if your description doesn't have this thing in it or your show notes or whatever, doesn't have this thing in it. Like it, right. How is it going to understand how are the servers going to understand what that piece of media, that piece of video, that piece of audio really is. I mean, is is that the reason why, or is it right? Right. It
2: fundamentally can't right. Because it's like a, a, you know, unless, unless a transcript is generated, that content is just locked within that, you know, mp3 or mp4, you know, whether or not it's an audio or a video. So you're, you're right that unless you have uh, incredibly descriptive show notes and a, an incredibly descriptive title, um, oftentimes people really can't find, uh, the, you know, the content that's rel- re- relevant to them based upon a search query. So it's, you know, and I would say that where we are in time with, you know, the advances that we're making in artificial intelligence that it's it's really uh, like this is the moment where all of this technology has you know now kind of proliferated to the point where um, we can create new solutions uh, to you know process the audio content uh, you know create a transcript and then you know n- use uh, neural networks um, to essentially understand literally comprehend the content. So, <clears throat> like in our case, we're not actually doing like a keyword search, uh, you know, which is, you know, the internet and Google was kind of based upon keyword search. In this case, we're, we're even doing something a little bit more exotic, um, which is, you know, using a series of neural networks that comprehend the content and then also understand your, the question that you ask. So it's, um, it's looking for, uh, relevant answers, um, to your, your query. Um, based upon uh, essentially like what we call thought vectors, but um, you know that that <clears throat> there's a kind of points in this hyperdimensional space of meaning, and uh, our neural network will, will basically find relevant points in a conversation that kind of exist in this hyperdimensional space. So it's it's pretty it's pretty far out. It's very, incredibly complicated, but um, it does now open up this this new way of of discovering um, answers, oftentimes, um, ones that could be uh, oftentimes unexpected that are relevant to whatever your search might be. Does that kind I mean, of help, help to describe?
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, lots of words like, that's I've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is just like, when I describe this, when I'm like, Hey, it, it, check out Fathom, it's really, really cool. So it's like when people say, you know, you can search a pod, you know, within a podcast, people just think that it's just like, what's youtube number like the number three uh website in the world because like kids they just whenever they search something they go to youtube or yeah and then that's where they find the answers and it's so people just think that it's it's searching the show notes or whatever i'm like right no it's 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 beyond that it's just it's wild
2: right yeah it's um i mean it's it's really fun for us uh when we first started working on this uh you know it was back in uh in 2020, when um, my partner uh, and our chief technology officer, uh, Ken Miller, he uh, he started working on um, you know a way to search inside of a podcast, and that was kind of you know creating a, a, a machine learning model that kind of worked in uh, in the terminal, you know, just kind of in the most bare bones way, and um, the you know the way that that's evolved is. You know this. This now this we have this ability to to literally use artificial intelligence uh, to surface uh, the answers from individuals that are most relevant to a question. So it's like, and we throw we throw like philosophical questions like, what's the fundamental nature of reality? And it's amazing because uh, you know I'm I'm basically kind of like tapping the collective intelligence of all of these podcasters now who are answering that question. So it drops you, what Fathom does and why it's kind of novel is that it doesn't just like, you know, start you at the beginning of an episode, you can, um, you know, do a search and it's, it'll, you know, find the exact location where someone is, is answering your question or they're, you know, they're talking about it. The, uh, so there's a lot of applications for this. We have, uh, for instance, like one journalist and researcher who's been using it to kind of, you know... uh, basically just like exp- explore the ideas of a number of people about the topics that they're researching. And, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing when you think about, you know, the, in, in many cases now I can kind of like ask a podcaster or someone who's been on a podcast, a question, um, in a way that's asynchronous, you know, I, I can like, you know, if I'm interested in rich Roll, for instance, or sorry, is it Rick roll? That's right. Rick rich roll, rich roll, Rich Roll. All right. Rick uh, Roll
0: sounds fun too.
2: Yeah, uh you know it's like my millennial memes are invading my my headspace. I uh, the uh <laughs> you know it's like I, I can literally go to his podcast and I can ask him a question and if he's talked about it I can get an answer back. So it's it, in many ways it's it's kind of uh uh it's it allows you to even have a conversation with a podcaster virtually, you know.
0: Interesting. Okay, so from the business side of it, from a creative perspective, there there's a lot of things that are just really weird and hidden about podcast world. So and, and Tim and I have asked these questions to each other a billion google searches over the years about but like is there any reason why like the data and metrics behind podcasts is so weird so i'm gonna ask a couple of questions and like you can formulate however you want but like why is it downloads why is data so weird like uh because there's just not a lot of information out there and then now there's a thing where some of those downloads aren't really downloads. I can't think of, there's like a three letter acronym or something for it, but like, well, why is podcast so weird and some other data points from other kind of platforms, not media related are a little bit easier to understand. Is it, is there any reason behind that? Do you know? Well,
2: I mean, I think a lot of that is just actually related to why podcasting is so cool. Um, because it's a, a dis- it's kind of like a distributed social network. In, in, in many ways podcasting is the most successful form of this kind of non non centralized kind of I think Lex Friedman refers to it as like pirate radio you know um, so <clears throat> because it's it's essentially it's distributed over RSS and um, you know and you have kind of these different hosts that are distributing the the the, the mp3 the audio to all these different players so they're kind of there, there tends to be a bit of, uh, how would I say, well, you know there, there, there's there's a way in which like each player, for instance, is kind of p- perhaps measuring downloads or measuring plays in a different way. And your host, for instance, is sometimes uh, not getting all of the information regarding plays depending upon how the mp3 is passed through. There's kind of like a lot of technical complexity complexity that's added. Uh, to the mix compared to just, you know, knowing how many views and likes you get if you're just, you know, chatting with somebody on, or, you know, posting to Twitter or Facebook. So I, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's that ambiguity of knowing exactly how many plays or how many downloads you get, what's a play versus a download, and what's the difference between the two. It's part of, unfortunately, just the the technical debt of, and a kind of the, the duct tape way in which podcasts <laughs> have kind of evolved, you know, using RSS feeds. And, and, and in a way, what's, what's so funny is that, you know, podcasting um, is in a way kind of, you know, it, you know, took over RSS and RSS is kind of like, you know, in a, in a way just is primarily known. I, I, not many people that I know of actually use an RSS feeder to to get their news from like websites anymore you know it's it's really it's primarily it, that is that is an interesting point because podcast. i felt
0: like rs rss at one point was like magazine readers and stuff like that, that right exactly like, yeah 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 that's
2: yeah interesting. but i think it's like yeah, the main cool. the main issue though is, is just the fact that like podcasting is decentralized which is also mm-hmm. what's so cool about it you know and uh <clears throat> yeah especially like just given like the nature of like media today and it's a legacy media and even kind of what we could call like legacy social networks, which are primarily centralized, that uh, podcasting is this kind of, yeah, it's, it's pirate. It's the pirate radio of social media.
1: It's fascinating. It's yeah. uh, I mean, that, that's like, cause it, it's, it's really like the wild, wild West in the sense of, I mean, it's like, it's like podcasting has, hasn't found its way yet. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the way is. And I suppose if anyone knew what the way was, it would have already happened. But just in terms of like, there's not many Joe Rogans out there that can sign big, big deals because I would assume that advertisers want to know metrics and you know, that's, it's such a difficult thing to track. And, you know, even us doing this show, this is episode 112, I believe uh, you know, and, and like, we're just interested in like, Hey, how many people are listening? We kind of have an idea, but I know we run into a lot of people who are like, Hey man, I love the show. We love watching it. Or, you know I mean? People that have been on the show, like, Hey, I was up in DC and ran into some people. They saw me on the show and it's like, that kind of stuff is just fascinating to me. And that's the stuff that keeps us doing the show, but it's just, you always wonder who's out there, who's listening and what kind of reach you have.
2: Totally. I mean, <clears throat> I think some of those things are getting answered, though. And in many ways, I think this is the kind of golden age of, of podcasting, or at least it's, it's you know, there's so many new technologies and new initiatives and new solutions for all of the problems that have faced podcasters, you know, um, like even what we're using right now, which is Steamyard, you know, as an example of solving some of the, you know, the issues of capturing video and you know high quality audio, and there's you know kind of dozens of startups which are trying to position themselves in in you know d- different parts of this industry, and uh, you know now there's extraordinary ways for people to dynamically add uh, ads, for instance, um, so that you know I can you can sell ten thousand impressions, and they're dynamically added to every single podcast whenever anybody listens to any of them, so you know, there's, I think there's a lot of these things that have historically kind of plagued podcasting, but a lot of that is, is actually really changing. And the, you know, and, and certainly like we've seen, you know, just across a lot of these, you know, like large media companies, Spotify, you know, as an example, you have Sirius XM, you have iHeartMedia, Media, where they are heavily investing in podcasting. And, um, I, when when we look at the growth of the ad industry and the number the amount of ad spend that's that's happening we see it's growing you know it over the last year it kind of um, <clears throat> sort of mellowed out a little bit in terms of the 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 growth that we've seen with regards to like podcast listeners and um, and uh, ad spend but you know the ad spend is is really going up so I, I don't I don't know and I can't say if if if, you know, pirate radio, internet pirate radio, i.e. podcasting is ever going to eclipse traditional radio. But I would say that, um, you know, we, we, I, th- I think, I think like we see that it's, it's, just, it's, it's just continuing to grow like w- one out of three Americans listens to podcasts. Uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a large part of the way that people digest media, you know, so it, it's, um, Anyways, I, I think like I think it's a it's an interesting time that we're in. it's in many ways, it's never been better to be a podcaster.
0: You have a lot of features in Fathom that are that are quite interesting. I'm a big fan of the highlight thing every week, just to see what what it pulls out. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I even forgot we even talked about that. Uh-huh. But how do you how, how do like when you're thinking about Fathom, do you consider yourself a YouTube uh, a Um, on, on kind of the playing field, are you a YouTube, a Spotify, an Apple podcast, or are you, or do you kind of look at the AI aspect of it? Like what, where do you kind of, what playing field do you guys think that you're on? Are you just another podcast player? Are you something else? Like how, how, where are you guys on that?
2: Yeah. Great question. So interesting lab. So we really started with search Mm -hmm. and so in many ways we're, we are, kind of a new form of a search engine for podcasts that uses AI. And you could say like, and, 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 in another, another way it's, we, we see ourselves as a company that's, that's building, you could say conversational intelligence technology. And, um, and in terms of like our, our mission, we feel that in developing this t- technology, we're kind of helping to evolve conversation and um, we we're, we're helping to, uh, well, we're helping people essentially to to discover um, uh, kind of moments of epiphany, and so we, there is a bit of an altruistic way in which we we approach what we're doing, and uh, um, and there is a, a kind of like humanist optimism about the potential for for for, for surfacing nuance and conversation and and important points that have the power to potentially even transform your life. The so with regards to like how we started, we started as a kind of like a, a search tool for podcasts. But um, <clears throat> we, we also realized though, that because uh, j- just the concept of searching within a podcast is so novel or new that it would take an enormous amount of user education just to even, you know, like basically communicate what that means. And in that to, to your po- earlier points, it's like, yes, when, when most people think of searching podcasts, they think of just like you know browsing the titles or the show notes in some way using keywords. So this is something that's very new, and, and we knew that like just podcast search alone wasn't going to be enough probably to allure users, and that we, in addition to kind of creating this new way of interacting with podcasts, we were we would have to create some sort of uh you know, new, ex, new experience for that also like optimizes, uh, you know, pod, the, the podcast listening experience. So um, the, so in terms of how we see ourselves, you know, we, we are creating like a podcast player that is basically using AI to optimize the experience for you. So we use the AI to extract highlights. So when you're browsing through your, for you feed um, or, you know, any content from a podcaster um, that we are allowing you to kind of autoplay a part of the podcast that is um, interesting, that our AI has identified as being interesting. And specifically, um, it, it tunes that that interesting moment uh, for you based upon what you like to listen to. So for instance, if you're interested in podcasting and AI, and maybe like if When this, (laughs) when when this when this um, you know gets processed by our our AI and uh, it it might find uh, some of these moments in this conversation and play them back to me as as highlights because it knows that I like AI and I like podcasting and I listen to podcasts that are about AI and and podcasting etc. So it's 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 kind of there's novel ways that we're using AI. Uh, to kind of enhance and optimize the podcast listening experience. We, we, we call it like browsing with your ears. We, and it's actually, you know, it's, it's kind of like using, using your podcast app or player now more like a radio in the same way, like when you're kind of like tuning your radio mm-hmm. in the car, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of browsing through episodes and you're listening for something that sounds interesting to you rather than just reading the title and the, the show notes. So, you know, it's, it kind of offers this new way of, of browsing the content. Um, well, if you,
0: if you think about a lot of stuff, I mean, we're making decisions off of thumbnails,
2: right? right? We're making,
0: and that's a, that's a very difficult thing from a radio perspective. You're, you're basically just clicking that button until it, it, it doesn't. So it, it's very interesting that you could get a couple of, you know, highlights or hits and then make a decision off of that. And I like that the highlight then goes into the full player aspect of it. I like I sometimes I listen. I'm like, oh, wow. I've been been listening to myself for five more minutes. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that, you know, the highlights I'm a great
2: like, conversationalist, I'm
0: terrible, <laughs> <I'm> terrible. <laughs> but it, I think that's a cool thing where, you know, you guys, I don't know if that was an immediate um, thing that you guys had built in there. But like it was it was a pretty cool aspect of that. Um, but we make a lot of decisions off of thumbnails. And that's yeah. a pretty ridiculous thing to to like say well oh, by the way you're making a decision off of this two inch thing like right
1: but that, right. but that's the reason why we always we have an individual cover for every episode so that as people are scrolling through it it's just not the same artwork totally every single episode so oh, bless your heart <laughs> well, uh, well I, and no, I I say, say- one of my
2: personal pet peeves is that more podcasters aren't taking advantage of the fact that they can actually have individual episode art for every episode is that a new
0: feature though
2: say it again is that a new feature though uh it's i mean relative to the history of podcasting it's new were but it's been around for a long time but in many you know it's it's just a matter of like the overhead cost for people to kind of create that artwork but i I think that they don't have excuses anymore when you have tools like canva etc but the, uh, um, you know, it does make like your content much more engaging. So if any podcasters are listening out there, uh, it make, you know, having individual episode artwork definitely, you know, it catches people's eyes more. It makes it more engaging. It makes our app and like the feed um, just that much more visually interesting. And, it, and it's more like tic, uh, not TikTok, but like Instagram, for instance, you, you actually you do get some information about that podcast just looking at that episode art. But sorry to interrupt you, Tim.
1: No, but that, so this is like a perfect case in point where I would go to Fathom and I would say, I heard that before. And I want to say that I heard you say it. Were you on this week in startups back when, uh, meet the, it was like when Jason was interviewing the different, uh, different cohort, uh, yep. companies. And I want to say that was a piece of advice that you had given several months back and I would, yes, go and yes.
2: I told him, yes.
1: Yeah. And I heard that and I was like, Zach. Yeah, this is we have to start doing it. And so you were as a result of that. And I think for the last I don't many, many episodes, we do the individual artwork.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So again, if there's any podcasters out there or budding podcasts, please uh podcasters, uh please 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 create individual episode art <laughs> for for the sake of everybody. Right, <laughs> for right for the sake of the industry. Um I <laughs> uh, so Zach, th- there's um in terms of where we, I, I, just to return to that one question, in terms of where we see ourselves as a company, you know, I, we really see ourselves as a podcast player. We have to create um, like a full experience that optimizes uh, the kind of the podcast ex- experience, um, you know, specifically. Well, I'd, I'd say like the, uh, that creates a user experience that is really based around listening to conversation and that, you know, the the irony of, of Apple Podcasts is that, um, and, and many of the other, you know, podcasting apps out there as they were basically modeled after iTunes, which is how podcasting first evolved was mm-hmm. um, to kind of like browse music. And um, so that that experience of using a list to browse conversations has kind of been a part of the industry for for many, many years. And so we're using AI to basically kind of create a new kind of experience um, around, you know, um, browsing, searching, discovering, you know, uh, fascinating conversations and conversations that are most relevant to you. The, is it being a podcast player, probably more like, so if I ask a bunch of people, like, where, where do you listen to podcast on? I feel
0: like it's two or three main places, right? Google is not one of them from, from at least my, my, uh, my friends and family stuff, if I was to post that type of thing. But Apple Podcasts and Spotify are definitely big. I think a lot of people would say something else that you've never heard of and then maybe YouTube. Is it weird? Is is it uh, not weird? Is it difficult to play in those sandboxes though? Where like the platform, like, I mean, the Apple store, Yeah, you're trying to compete with them directly like do you see that they are like is that a weird sandbox to get into and how do you guys navigate that aspect of it knowing that you are directly competing with them as you know the podcast player of the future
2: yeah i know i mean it definitely is um at the same time you know uh oftentimes in in this this game of startups and, and creating a company you have to have a big vision and um you know at one point in time i mean not to compare us to Google, but, uh, you know, uh, forgive me for comparing us to Google that, you know, at, at one point Google was, was kind of the new kid on the block and there was like Alta Vista and all those other search engines out there. And, um, you know, but they offered a, a kind of one, they offered better search and a, a new experience that was clean. And so for us, it's, we, we see that there is a way in which we can offer a new kind of experience. And that is, um, that's, that's fundamentally better the, you know, there is like the task at hand, which is, you know, attracting people away from, you know, what, what they currently might be using such as Apple podcasts, which, you know, just kind of comes with your iPhone or, you know, Google podcasts for that matter, if you're on the Android. But, um, I think for, for, for people who are, uh, you know, really love the medium, um, they will explore other options, and uh, we want to make ourselves like you know the best way to, you know, search, discover podcasts, listen to podcasts, um, and and and, even, and also share podcasts. So, like one of the features that we're working on is using AI to even help you find, you know, kind of a clip that you want to you know kind of bookmark and keep and and share on social media. So there's a lot of things that we're working on. <clears throat> that are just like fundamentally different from and, um, you know, Apple or, or Google for that matter. And um, that kind of represent, you know, the, 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 future of the medium and the, you know, and I, and I think that it can't be stressed the way in which uh, you know, the, like our recommendation engine, which uses AI, it, it basically, it's kind of like doing all of this work for you and in, in surfacing the conversations that are likely to be most relevant to you. Um, it literally understands the, the, the content of the podcast. So if I'm, for instance, interested in and listening to podcasts, you know, about personal growth and development, like it will find ones that are, are, are incredibly relevant to me, you know, based upon what's, what's inside of the podcast. And, um, you know, so our, our, our hope is that people... You know, recognize and um, and and find the, the that quality recommendation. Anyways, you know, significantly better than than their experience with Apple Podcasts. The uh, anyways, but there's a, there's a long road ahead. You know, in, in many ways, we're we're still at the beginning stages and um, of kind of building out all of this technology. And uh, there's there's a lot of extraordinary ways we want to be applying tech, uh, AI and um, everything that we built to of facilitating, you know, greater signal to noise ratio, you know, really, really allowing people to, um, take advantage of all the nuance and subtlety that kind of emerges out of podcast conversations.
1: Do you, do you happen to have, have any idea how many podcasts are in existence? I mean, um,
2: <clears throat> I think there's like, like currently today, I think there's around 4 million know podcasts that are kind of in some state of actively publishing or at least have been indexed if you look at like the podcast Mm -hmm. index and then we we have two million that are now available within our catalog we're not um you know we're not actively kind of processing all of those with our ai just yet you know there's um some scaling challenges that we obviously have because Mm -hmm. we you know, have to transcribe literally every episode. So, you know, we're kind of s- slowly but surely continuing to index um, more and more episodes. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's massive, but not as massive as, uh, for instance, like the number of, of YouTube channels that exist. I think there's like 55 million channels on YouTube. So, <clears throat> which is interesting because a lot of like influencers now, you know, to pardon the term, But uh, they, uh, you know, are are now seeing podcasting as as a way of getting more attention than just kind of being lost in, you know, the kind of the YouTube marketplace. So it's a it's 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 large, but it's not actually incredibly large compared to YouTube. And that's surprising. Yeah.
0: That like that's a significantly larger number. And you would think people are afraid of video because they don't want to be on camera. No, I understand that not every video out there, you know, has the, you know, the host or, or the the person producing it on camera, but that's podcasts are significantly easier to produce. Yeah. And that, that like, that's it. That's just an interesting data point. Um, It is.
1: What's the growth rate of podcasts? Do you have any idea about that? I mean, that's got to continue. It seems like there's more and more podcasts popping up for everything. I mean, yeah,
2: Uh, you're, you're. You're, you're testing the limits of my aging, <laughs> aging memory. Um, that, like, I there was this a there's a, a report that's released every year, and um, shoot, uh, what's the name of it? We'll get
1: uh, we'll get Andrew on it. Uh, it it's just because it's yeah, just, there's an industry
2: report. So it, it, that basically just says that uh, what's it called? The is it the infinite infinite dial? Check out the infinite dial. So that that really contains like the you know, what, what's, what's new in the industry and, um, uh, you know, and, and kind of tracks the growth of, of the podcast marketplace. The, uh, with regards to like uh, the number of podcasters, you know, people who are creating new podcasts, uh, we saw, of course, like a huge spike during COVID mm-hmm. and, um, and also just like in, in, increased listenership during COVID. Obviously, with people like returning to work, et cetera, and everything getting back to normal, we've seen it taper off. I I don't have the numbers, you know, in my mind at the moment. But I I think like more people, uh, I think to your point, Zach, are like recognizing like, hey, I this is easy, you know, to or easier. It's easier to create like a high quality podcast than it is to create a high quality, you know, Um, video, you know, channel. And uh, I think so much so that uh, Google, for instance, is even throwing money at podcasters. You know, it's like, hey, the literal grants to help them create higher quality videos and publish their, their content on YouTube. Um, but it's, 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 it's far easier to not have to worry about video. You know, in this case, though, obviously, there, there's a video component of it. But, um, you know, one thing that's wonderful about audio, it's like it kind of stands alone. And um, but, you know, you you have to know how to hold an engaging conversation over time um, that that is free from just the, you know, visual stimulation alone. And I I think that's probably the the difference is 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 knowing how to keep and maintain a a compelling conversation. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's
0: it seems like there's a ton of money in in you know, you, the media world and the media being, you know, the content generation of, of, of things, whether that being video, audio mixture of both, you know, in the world where people who before, even from a celebrity perspective, you have a lot of athletes, a lot of celebrities starting their own shows because they realized that these followings that they had some other place that those people would be interested in listening to them. Right. And, and good on them, you know, produce that stuff, make millions of dollars off of that. Um, a guy I went to college with um, just signed a, a a FanDuel deal worth 120 million dollars for four years. Yeah, I mean, he made like 12 million dollars in the NFL, and it's a big difference, you know. It's, like, it's huge. It's yeah. So there's there's huge growth opportunities. It seems right. like that is still going in there. They're talking about. Um, I guess this is something new within this year, but there's a lot of um, overseas money that's starting to come in too where those people are starting to sponsor. I guess the big thing right now is with uh, some golf uh, tournament, the mm. live tournament or something like that, where I guess it's Saudi Arabia money. And like, it's, you know, some people are against it. Some people are for it. My whole point of that is there seems to be a ton of money available in that. And some people will be going oh, totally. after it and some people won't. And, and it's, you know, it's going it, to... That money is gonna raise all the other money going up where other people are gonna to have to continue to spend that. I mean, we all thought the Joe Rogan hundred million Spotify deal was ridiculous. And now it's kind of like it just set a line and now everyone's right. quarterback. <laughs> know, like quarterback in the NFL. It's like, yeah, whatever. So
1: yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. There's so I mean, there, God, my 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 mind is just spinning just in terms of everything that we've talked about to this point, in terms of you know, how you scale as a company, knowing that you know the growth rate is X. Um, uh, and just in terms of, you know, if, and if you're already facing challenges just in terms of how you can, uh, how you can scale your growth to get podcasts on the platform, you know, and then you're planning then, man, we got to increase our ability by X amount just to, to keep pace with podcasting. I mean, it's right. just, uh, that, that part is fascinating to me. What's if somebody wants to get their podcast on your platform, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: So right now we so you know we're we're really about open standards and we're kind of trying to be a you know good stewards of of those standards so uh there's what's called the podcast index and we use that basically to kind of get get access to the you know RSS location for every single podcast that that we process so um and uh we so so first we highly recommend people to to ensure that their podcast is is listed on that index and um which is uh you know kind of a uh, an open initiative um to to kind of create that that resource for all podcast players so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the uh but you you can literally reach out to me personally the uh there's a lot of you could say back end kind of workflows to allow people to kind of, you know, register their, their podcasts et cetera, that we're still building. Um, you know, we're kind of uh, working on all, all fronts uh, kind of uh, simultaneously at the moment with our, with our little team. And, uh, but you can, you can literally uh, just email us uh, hello at fathom.fm and say, Hey, we, I want to get my podcast onto fathom and we'll get it on there. You can also, um, you know, I, for any podcaster uh, who's curious about having their podcast on Fathom, uh, download the app and, and or visit us on the web and, and actually check to see if, if we already have it. Uh, we have you know two million already indexed, uh, you know, so that might, that's likely to include you know a, a large majority of the English speaking world. So um, one thing I, I wanted to to, to, to add a point to what Zach was saying earlier about the different kinds of, of, of podcasts now that are popping up and, and the way that different industries are approaching podcasting. And, you know, it's, it's actually, it's really amazing to see how large media companies, let's say like Marvel, Disney, et cetera, are creating like secondary content. Um, you, know, you know, there's now like Marvel, pod, you know, fiction podcasts, you know, that are essentially being serialized. A lot of uh, you know TV shows now have a podcast that kind of is tracking that the, the series as it's you know as it's continuing, and um, I think we're just going to continue to see more of that. The, yeah. You know, media companies basically, uh, and not just media companies, but like really every every kind of business can can almost have a podcast. Um, you know, that du- is directly reaching you know the people that are are their audience and uh, interested and and, uh, so it's, it's kind of a, it's, a, it, it can be used as lead generation, but also, uh, feeding your fan base, you know, keeping them, keeping them engaged in your universe of content while you're busy, you know, filming the next, you know, uh, Marvel series for Disney plus, you can easily release a, uh, a series of podcasts. And, um, I think that we're, we're likely to see more, uh, Uh, shows even um, picked up from the world of podcasting. There's a a large number of incredibly talented, you know, uh, fiction podcast uh, producers out there. And I think we're going to see more of this line blurring between like uh, producing, you know, high high quality, you know, video and uh, high quality just, you know, just productions um, that are going to be pulled directly from the world of podcasts and actually to to be honest i one of my pitches if anyone from netflix is listening to this is that uh what they should do for every series that they end uh they should button up with a podcast series that at least allows (laughs) some shows to have a proper ending you know Right.
0: So they do that in some cases, right where like the end of the season they'll do like an hour when they have like a host come in and it's like the after whatever
2: right they do right. that. And
0: so as I'm thinking uh, as, as I'm listening to you say this, I'm like, okay, so my wife watches that um, that zombie show Walking Dead and yeah. I think there's some show after every, every every episode where they do something like that. And I'm like, okay, so like just look at what the like the I, I always like if I was coaching a, a business or something, I'm like, okay, like look at what this other business is doing right? And it doesn't have to be in your field or industry or anything at all. Just look what they're doing. They create this one piece of content. They're marketing it 50,000 times just to get people to tune into that thing. Right. Then while that show is going on, they're marketing all this other stuff out of it. And all it has to be is like, hey, by the way, download this podcast in here, right? So I, I watch a lot of sports. How many different of of how many different of their celebrities or, or whatever they call their reporters have their own little podcast on the ESPN app or something like that? It's just like, look at what they're doing figure out how you could do something similar and as I'm listening to you say it's just like well yeah like here's this one piece of content that they that they produced you know 2 hours for and spent 50 million dollars on why wouldn't they sprinkle in some audio on that in a 10 part series that's right. interviewing different people on there i mean the office the um, uh, pam from the office has done that basically and 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 i don't think it has anything to do with you know quote unquote the office Hmm. right so obviously the office is a super popular show and she has this interview on there and it's the same effect it's just it, it makes sense why not it, it, there's a lot of sprinkle after effect on there and and so yeah i think we are you're right we're gonna see a ton of that
2: right and and, and for instance like will ferrell has his you know series that's based off of uh uh what was it um uh, what was it the anchor anchorman anchorman you know, um unique uh, new york <laughs> so it's like, you know, so, cow, but it's, it, he has his own spinoff now, where he kind of continues to. What is it? Was it Ron Burgundy? Um, Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Thank you. And uh, where, you're in
0: San Diego, and you don't remember that? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <know>. Ron Burgundy.
2: <laughs> I'm aging. I'm aging.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that this weekend. No, th- I mean it's just I'm excited for you, just in terms of like right now, everyone's attention span is so short. But in order to get the real story about every anything, you have to listen to long-form media. Yeah, you, know, mm, you can't get oh, your yeah. facts from the news anymore. I mean, you can't. I mean, there's the topics that, that, that the world faces today can't be handled in 30-second interviews or two-minute interviews. I mean, right. everything it's just so much better off long form. And what better way than to be able to search those long-form conversations than you know, with Fathom? I just think that it's just it's just increasingly. More and more important to be able no, to no absolutely this,
2: and I and I really I, I just to say like I really think that there's a hunger for that, and there's uh you know it's it's unfortunate the way in which people have, you know, just with regards to kind of the, the the current you know social political milieu, that um you know there's there's kind of been a growing distrust of legacy media, and um, but I think you know part of that is. Is a way in which you know um, we've we've grown so accustomed to things uh, being in this kind of short form and and ultimately kind of superficial, and that I think a lot of the problems that we're seeing with int- w- in, with regards to you know public knowledge and an understanding of many many complicated subjects in the world is because you know we only get bite size chunks of things, and um, you know podcasting does facilitate. You know kind of this long form more nuanced conversation um kind of like you know no other you know media does um you know other than radio but even radio it's constrained by uh you know it's time slot you know you have lex friedman who's one of my favorite podcasters and he will have three hour long conversations right and, you know, and, and they're just, they're absolutely fascinating. And, and so I think there's a way in which, you know, we want to feel enriched by media and we want to feel enriched by, um, you know, by, by what, you know, what we spend our time, you know, paying attention to. And, you know, it, it's actually, it's really easy to burn three hours just doom scrolling through Facebook um, and you won't feel that much more enriched for it. Um, and Probably worse. Yeah, you'll you'll feel worse for it. You'll feel like like man, I'm just wasting my life. Um, <laughs> it's so easy. It feels so good. Uh, but uh, you know, with you know, I I, I think uh, you know, podcasting is kind of it's 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 you know that you have you have t- t- Twitter and you have Facebook and then you have you know long form content like Medium and which is, you know, or Substack, which allows people to kind of go more in depth. And podcasting is that way in which, you know, people can go in greater depth um, in, in, in conversation. And uh, I, I think like it's, it's, it's something that also just really comforting to be able to listen to people that you, you start to trust. Um, you feel w- when you're listening to a podcast, you feel like you're a fly on the wall. And um, like you're in the room with these people, and you develop this kind of what's called like a parasocial relationship. You you, you feel like you're kind of you know um, in a way friends, you know. And um, you you're, you get to know someone's conversational style. And so there's I think there's this aspects to conversation as a medium that uh, podcasting does extraordinarily well and reveals how there is really kind of a thirst in our society for you know deeper relating more authentic relating um you know more authentic forms of communication that um aren't just uh, charged with uh you know kind of hyperbole and uh, various talking points to get people excited you know in all the wrong ways so
0: it's interesting. So I have a journalism degree. I totally agree with Tim and his 90-second stories. There there are stories you can tell in 90 seconds. No, oh, absolutely.
2: absolutely. Absolutely. right. Yeah, and we use so, highlights, of course, and you know there is but, there's something to the pithy moments in a conversation. Yeah.
0: And, and I understand clickbait and, and and headlines. I understand why they get, they have done what they do. But to actually get context on something, it typically does take a significant amount of time. Um, and I think some news organizations try to do this four months out of the year. Like there's a lot of fundamental things that are wrong with news at uh, traditional news. Um, I mean, maybe the number one thing is that their ratings are four months out of the year. So those are when the store, did you know this Paul, like literally no. their ratings are ranked four months out of the year by Nelson, Niel- Nielsen, something Nielson, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, I think, uh, May, February, um uh, july and november maybe right and so all of their hard-hitting stories that they'll actually put and i'm gonna get a ton of hate mail from all the journalists out there saying we do this 12 months out of the year but all their hard-hitting longer form stories are in those four months because they'll market them they'll they'll do real journalism on there they'll do They'll make sure they get two sides to the story. They'll make sure all those things that they were taught that they'll do, but you don't see that on a daily basis, right? right. You, you, or, or you'll get an interview with some random person and you know they call him man on street, literally. The, go find some man on the street. Go find some random on the street and ask them a question. How do you feel about this thing? And they have zero context about the whole thing. How do you feel that you just saw this thing? Uh, I don't know. And then that's what they do. And then you're like, uh, this is this is. Or, ridiculous and so right. but as you're saying this as we were talking about um kind of secondary shows and series and stuff like that there could be an aspect where news and maybe they do this already but like you know your local tv reporter could be doing their own podcast talking about the story with all the w- with the with way more than 90 seconds of what was done on that story where it makes sense and there could be a huge Opportunity there for stuff. So like I'm with you. Like there's a ton of content that we haven't seen yet kind of hit mainstream that that could be there. And it's 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 gonna be a wild ride, I think. It's gonna be yeah no,
2: I I I totally agree. And I think that there's a lot of important voices that oftentimes are overlooked in mainstream slash legacy media. Um, you know, you know, it, it is a little bit of a popularity contest you know, oh, it's 100%, of, the
0: whole thing is a popularity contest, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And, 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 so podcasting does allow for, you know, exposing people to different perspectives, different, different worldviews, different vantage points in a way that is, is a bit more, I think actually like true, true to the complexity and, uh, uh that, the, that the world actually is, you know, and that there's, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, it's actually, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, podcasting, the world of podcasting is, is, is in a way dominated, uh, in terms of like when, when it comes to like cultural issues or societal issues, et cetera, it's actually, it's it's dominated by what would be considered alternative voices compared to legacy or mainstream media. Hmm. And the, you know, the, <clears throat> in, oftentimes there's that the word that's, you know, the, the term that's used, which is the intellectual dark web, you know, which is referring to it's like, hey, there's this, you know, group of people that are having are sharing a lot of important ideas or relevant ideas or and oftentimes very complex ideas that are <clears throat> oftentimes seen to be too outside of, you know, popular culture or the way in which you know mainstream media basically kind of constrains things it's outside of like the kind of the general narrative and uh but are potentially not not n- not unimportant and, and perhaps you know there, there are, there's a lot of these issues that mainstream media might shy away from um in order to not be too well you know it's like too controversial um, but these topics can be expressed and and explored you know with sensitivity and I'd say, I'd say like intellectual rigor and and so on um, and, and And I think that's really significant and, and that that in many ways I, I think that there's a kind of a democratizing of you know of of, of media that we're, that's still being that, that we're, we're still in the midst of and and podcasting is a huge part of that and mm-hmm. I, and uh i think it was like Andreessen horowitz they did a report a while back um on like kind of like the state of podcasting and and you know and they they i think it's uh i think mark and I, th- I think it's mark Andrewson, but and I, I'm, I hope i'm not misquoting him but you know he 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 really is a proponent of Investing in companies that are kind of moving away from legacy media and legacy media, meaning kind of like mainstream media outlets and, you know, televised uh, news broadcasting, et cetera. And I think that's like, I, I, I don't think that um, mainstream media or legacy media is intrinsically bad or inferior, or et cetera. But I think that there's going to be this new evolutionary pressure coming from podcasting um and and also just you know the you know online online you know kind of news media medium etc that is basically it's it's pushing media companies and and news companies to you know to 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 reach for more of this nuance yeah and
1: maybe i'm just i don't i don't watch news it just i find it it just I feel my blood pressure raised just thinking about watching news. So I don't watch news. (laughs) (laughs) But because it seems to me like all news is today is referencing someone's tweet. And I'm like, well, I'll just go to the tweet so I can get the context. I don't want you to tell me how I need to uh, interpret someone's tweet. So I'm just, I I think this is another perfect uh, use case for Fathom is I can't believe that news outlets aren't searching Fathom to find out someone's viewpoint Uh, on a particular topic and use that as their source. I mean, I I, I look forward to the time that that's the case where they use your platform for that reason. Uh, Other than, and I love Twitter, but it's still 280 characters. You only can get so much context out of 280 characters unless it's a threat. So uh, yeah, another, speaking of use cases, one of the things that I thought was really, really cool was you, a registered user on the platform. You reached out to me. Uh, and we did we conducted a, a user interview. You know, that was I, I love companies that do that. Where is that? How many? And we Zach and I work with many, many businesses and it's like, listen to your customers. Your customers will give you your roadmap. They'll tell you everything that you want to know. Right. Is that a painful process uh, to reach out for? Was it a painful process for you to reach out to customers? No, you know, to not at all. It's it's only it's only painful because hear.
2: you're just you're waiting for people to uh to actually respond and not just consider what you send them spam. <laughs> 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 um, but you know we we actually uh, we that that's that I'd say like you know we love feedback from people. We read every you know every little bit every message that comes from our feedback form. Um, we we want to know what people you know love hate you know, find extraordinary, find ugly. Um, and, it. you know, we are trying to make something that is of real help um, for people and um, to create the, the, the best podcast player that they've ever used. Um, you know, and we know that there's still, um, you know, a hill to climb in terms of meeting all of people's needs, uh, you know, to, to fulfill uh, their, oftentimes their, what we call, you know, daily driver needs. Uh, for their podcast player, so we're we're working on those. You know, um, there's you know some things that are requested that that we're we're actively working on, such as like you know, uh, you know, having a little check check mark when when you've listened to an episode, so you know if you've listened to it, or you know, uh, we currently don't have downloads, but that's something that's going to be coming out in, in our next release. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we're building, and uh, that's and we and we want to to create something that's you know. Du- directly responding to what people need. So um, yeah, that, that's what I would say. I mean, there's, we, we, have a, we, have a, we have a whatever, you know, we have thick skin and, and we know that we wanna be in, in more communication rather than less with, with people who are using the app.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just a message to founders. It's like how you anticipate, as a founder, what, how you anticipate someone uses your product may be completely different than right. how they actually use it. So, right. interesting. What's something you haven't talked
0: about that you want to talk about
2: for for me personally?
0: Yeah. You, the business life, maybe Japan. I mean, whatever.
2: Ah, well, uh, let's see here. Um, I mean, I, 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 in terms of, of, of things that I, I, that would be fun to talk about. I mean, I, I mentioned to you guys that a lot of people don't like, you know, what, what people probably don't know about me. And, and, and you just mentioned Japan. So, uh, you know, happy, happy to to just mention that like <clears throat> right before COVID. Well, so interesting thing about COVID was that uh, I was in, in Southern India when in like March of 2020 oh. and I'd, I'd been traveling around uh, Asia for two years, kind of on sabbatical. And uh, so I, um, I did not want to get stuck in India, so I I went back to Japan literally within two days of a decision of like, okay, I got to get out of here before everything closes, and um and, and I and I ended up staying in this uh, Zen monastery f- for the majority of of COVID uh, in southern Japan. It was this um, Zen Zen Soto Zen Buddhist monastery called Toshoji near Okayama, and uh, so that was that was a wonderful. Experience and uh, a time that I'll definitely treasure for the rest of my life. Um, but uh, it, it it was defi- definitely definitely um, an interesting change of pace to come back to the states after living in in Japan in a monastery, you know, with a shaved head, dressed in black robes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> being into uh, working on a, a podcast player. So um, you know. All, all to say, we we never know where life will sometimes take us.
0: <laughs> wow! So you've grown your hair out since then?
2: I have actually. I haven't cut it since I left. Yeah.
0: There you
1: go. That's fascinating. Well, I uh, so the homework for everybody listening, if you want to figure out find a way to get your podcast on Fathom, you need to uh, first go to fathom.fm, search to see if your podcast is on there. Then you can search how to get your podcast on fathom using fathom and then uh that will backtrack you to uh to how to take how to how to take the necessary steps in order to do it
2: that's right and you can always just reach out to me at hello at fathom.fm i'm happy to answer any and all questions you might have
1: well i i I love the platform uh and i wish you much much success Uh, i'm excited about the uh, the upcoming releases and uh, what you have planned it's going to be I'm excited.
2: Awesome. Well, gentlemen, it was fantastic uh, talking with you and discussing all all things podcasting on a podcast. Very meta.
1: (laughs) Very meta, indeed. (laughs) Paul, appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Paul.
2: Thank you. Have a great day.